0: To LiveAlittleHigher.com. We're soon to begin the month of Av at the end of this week. And um, and the month of Av is a month in which the first nine days of the month are the hardest days of the Jewish calendar, is when we experience the most pain, uh, remembering the destruction of our of our two beloved temples and we wonder like okay it's been thousands of years already we're still mourning for them Uh, two edifices that we don't even can't even relate to them because we never experienced those times but nevertheless the Jew knows that there's something that is not there there's something that is not complete. and that there's something that is lacking and that the world is not how it's supposed to be and we should be upset we should be really saying Hashem it's enough you know we're ready for something better we're ready for you and um, as I heard a rabbi Shlomo Katz from Ephrat he said this is a time of the, of the world in which we have to want to want we have to want to want we have to want to want to, want to be close to God we have to want to want to learn more Torah we have to want to want to keep more kosher we have to want to want to be a better person this is the times of I want to want because in reality that's free choice free choice is to want that's it and if you want eventually Hashem will help you get there so I want to talk about baseless hatred and baseless love which is a theme of these weeks Uh, the temple, the second temple, was destroyed because of baseless hatred. And it says that during the days of mourning for the temple, we must rectify the reason for the destruction, and our sages teach that the destruction of the temple and the final exile which we're in, this is the final exile, came about due to baseless hatred, and two great sages from the previous generations, the Rebbe Rayats, which was the sixth Lubavitcher and Rabbi Abraham Isaac HaKohen Cook explained in similar terms that the temple was destroyed due to baseless hatred and it will be rebuilt with baseless love. So let's understand what this baseless baseless means, what it really means to be to have baseless hatred, baseless love. And we see that in the days of the Temple, it's very interesting, people were very religious, very religious, they learned Torah, they kept Torah, and this baseless hatred came because people believed differently. You know, there's no two people the same, there's no two people that can feel the same thing. You'll see in a house where you have siblings, they live under the same roof, they have two the same parents, they're eating the same food every night, they're going to the same schools, it's the same carpool, they go to the same vacations, everything the same, and nevertheless, you see one is happy-go-lucky, the other one is angry type of kid, the other one is a person that's never happy with anything, and they come from the same place so people in general were all different this is the truth Hashem didn't make two people the same not even our our fingerprints are the same and the problem is that people expect people to be the same as them they want them to think the same way they want them to believe in the same way and this is never going to happen you're going to have always people that think one way to the left the other one to the right and you see how, especially in our generation, it's so sad to see that these different belief systems that are in the world really severe the relationships between brothers and sisters and parents and children and friends that they can't even talk to each other anymore because they don't believe the same way. So this is what it's called baseless, baseless, There's really it's baseless, it's stupidity. It's lack of tolerance for another person. So people with a more critical nature say that we have to love for a good reason. Like, there has to be a reason to love, right? There has to be a reason to love. And we love someone because of his good character traits, you know, it makes it easy to, it's easier to love someone lovable, right? If you have a parent that is a lovable parent, then it's easy to love him, it's easy to honor him. But if you have a difficult parent, not so easy to love, he's not so easy to honor, and and we see because he's learned or because he performed mitzvahs, however, the claim, love for a person who is not worthy can cause damage. Love creates connection, and if we love someone who is not worthy, we're liable to learn from his lack of direction or from his negative action, as in the verse in Psalms, those who love God hate evil. So. This is one way to see it, this is one perception that you keep away from toxic people, negative people, people who are not good for you, and uh, this is very new age terminology, obviously we're not supposed to to allow people to abuse us and, and damage us, obviously the Torah is not for that. But we can always exercise our mercy, our, our mercy towards other people, and be able to see them with different eyes. Like, yeah, maybe this person is hurting, and that's why he hurts, you know? And the moment that you can come to understand where this person comes from, then there, there, were, there will be more tolerance towards this type of person. It doesn't mean he has to be your best friend and you have to go out to lunch, but there can be tolerance and there can be good feelings towards a person like this. So people with a more loving nature will counter that there can be no such thing as a baseless love, for even the most empty Jew is full of mitzvot, as a pomegranate is full of seeds. So a person who has a more loving nature, this uh, Rabbi Itza Ginsburg is giving us this this beautiful shiur. I always like to say the source where I bring it from. He's saying, yeah, if you can see good in people, then it's easy to love them, and everybody has something nice. There's not such a thing that there's a person that has not one good quality, and as Jews, we're compared as pomegranates full of mitzvot, full of of, of seeds. And so there are many good reasons to love everyone, they claim, and that love is not baseless, but it's always completely well-founded and justified. So this is another perception, like there's always a reason to love somebody. There's always either the person is kind to you, or the person is humble, or the person is a good friend, or the person is a good child. There's always something positive about everybody. So the Hebrew term for baseless love is ahavat hinam, which can more accurately be translated as free love and the proponents of a more stringent approach claim that there are no free lunches and that the source of free things is apparently not in holiness so this can be learned from the explanation of the sages regarding the complaints of the israelites in the desert where when they said we remember the fish that we ate in egypt for free for free and the sages says there was not free they were selling themselves as slaves to get this food, like there's no free lunch; it doesn't exist. Today, people are very much into free, 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 everything. Everybody wants everything free. And yes, in, in theory, it sounds beautiful. It sounds very nice. Uh, but in in practice, it, there's no such thing. You, maybe you're getting it for free, but someone is paying for it, and you're paying for it too because, in a certain way, you are not being able to be to grow out of this. You're comfortable in this zone of receiving, 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 and then you're stuck to this this situation where you're not a giver anymore, you're only a receiver. So, So they meant that the food in Egypt came free of mitzvot. That's what it meant, that they didn't have to do mitzvot in order to eat. So they didn't have any spiritual effort. So Rabbi Ginsberg says, let us try to understand the depth of the words of the sages. The source of the concept baseless love is, in the words of the Mishnah, love that is not dependent upon something. This is what the Mishnah tells us. it's some you love someone be, not for any reason it's not dependent and you know you see it a lot in marriages when you first get married you're you're in love with this person he's charming he smiles he's sweet he takes you out to dinner he buys you gifts okay but then you get married and suddenly this person maybe he's not smiling every day, he has a hard time in in his job, and maybe he's not buying you all these gifts he used to buy you before, now he has to, to pay bills, and maybe he's not so sweet, you know? And so what happened here? The reasons why I love him are not there anymore, so what does it mean? I don't love him anymore? because he's not buying me gifts because he doesn't smile all day because he's not as sweet as he used to be then the reasons for which i had i loved him are gone and so why do i love him now that's the question what makes me love him so the example given in the mission for love that is dependent on something which will ultimately dissipate it will disappear is the love of Amnon and Tamar, which was dependent upon lowly, negative, self-centered lust? Amnon was the son of a, of a, of a Yehuda, and he married this beautiful girl Tamar, and he didn't want to have children with her because he didn't want her to to you know get a belly, and, and then her body was not gonna be like it used to be. So, was it wasn't really love? It was lust. And love that is not dependent upon something, however, is not even dependent upon positive and holy things that justify the love. As such, it is love that is completely free. And the holiest thing for a Jew is Davar Hashem, the concept of Davar, which means, uh, in, in Hebrew, Davar means the love of God. And so, it's interesting. Many years ago, I read, uh, I heard Rabbi Yossi Jacobson. He was talking about uh, Sarah and Abraham when they were going down to Egypt because there was famine. He said to his wife, "Don't tell them that I am your husband. Don't tell him that I'm your husband because if they know I'm your husband, they're gonna kill me, and they're gonna take you. The Pharaoh's gonna take you. So tell them you're my brother." and uh rabbi josie he said in that moment like what he meant is that in life sometimes we're going through famine times in our relationships there's a time of famine and so at that moment you you have to look at your spouse as your brother you love him because he's your brother you love him for no reason because he's your brother you love him not because he's your husband and he gives you this and gives you that and he's kind to you. Because he's your brother, you love him. So this is basically what Rabbi it's Itza Ginsberg is saying. Like because that person is 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 a person and he's a part of Hashem. He has a part of God inside of him. Because of that I love him. I can see the godliness in him. You know, he's not because he's intelligent, not because he's, he's uh, 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 an, uh, an important person, not because he's honorable or loving. I love him. He's a part of God. He's a child of God. I love him. And this is what Rabbi Akiva meant. Love your fellow like yourself. Like If you can love yourself, you can love someone else. You love yourself for no reason. Why would you love yourself? What makes you love yourself? There's no reason but you have to love yourself because if you don't love yourself you cannot love someone else, right? So the holiest thing is the love of Hashem. And the concept Devar Hashem has three primary meanings. One is Devar Hashem, which is the Jewish law. Devar Hashem is also prophecy. And Devar Hashem is the end of days. And love of Israel can be dependent upon the most important and sanctified something in each of these three meanings so the love of Israel can stem from the observance of the Bar HaShem is Jewish law, the, the Shulchan Aruch, the, the Ju- code of Jewish law, the, 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 the Alaha, and God commanded us to love our fellow as ourselves, and this is a great principle in the Torah, and a God-fearing Torah observant Jew will thus love every Jew, You see, there's Jewish people who, I heard a story, I loved it in in Stories to Inspire, that there was this guy that came to Miami to, to collect money for the wedding of his daughter in Israel. This is something that Jewish people do, like it's a very common practice. And he came to Miami and he stayed in the house of someone for three days and he collected tons of money. Then he hired a driver to take him to, um, to, uh, to New York, and he told the driver, like, I need to get to New York before Shabbat, so I need you to speed, but the, the, him and the driver, they, they didn't know that I-95 in the Carolinas and Virginia, like, the, the laws of speeding are really very strong, and when he was speeding through, through the Virginia, I think it was, he got stopped. And the police came and says, "You know, you're speeding. You're over your speeding limit. And this is uh, I need to. T- this is this is unacceptable. Like you have to pay a very big fine." So the man he had tons of money, tons of money, and he took out a lot of money to give to the police. And the police said, "What? Do, what are you doing? You cannot bribe me. You cannot buy me out. You're going to jail." so he handcuffed this man and the driver took them to jail in jail they're asking him where are you coming from i'm coming from miami where are you from from israel what were you doing in miami i was collecting money for the wedding of my daughter where did you stay i stayed in such a such house give me the number he calls this house the man answers he says do you know moses whatever moses mo i don't know moses he says, he said that he stayed by you for three days, he was collecting money. Oh, Moishi, Moishi, yes, yes, he stayed by me three, three days, three days, three nights. He stayed by us, wonderful guy. And so he says, but do you know him? He says, no, I don't know him. How did he end up in your house? He says, well, I don't know. Someone asked me if I could host him you know, us Jewish people, we open our homes to people who need it, and I said, yes, I can have him, and he came for three days, and wonderful guy. You open your house for strangers? He's not a stranger, he answers, he's not a stranger, he's my brother, but you're saying you don't know him. No, I don't know him, but he's a stranger. No, he's my brother, like, he's my, my blood, he's my brother, we're Jews. We take care of each other. So the policeman said to this man, "Now I understand. I want to be a Jew too. I want someone to take care of me." So this is this is what he's saying that the, the love of israel the love of another jew to love another like yourself this is why we have all these mitzvahs in which we give and we're giving tzedakah and we're opening our homes and we're visiting sick people and we're praying for people that we don't even know that are sick we have tehillim chats and we're praying and praying and praying all day i have a, a tehillim chat it doesn't stop all day we're praying and most people don't know the people in that list this is what true love means this is what baseless love means that you are praying you take half an hour of your day you're saying some chapters of of, of the for someone that is sick and you don't even know who they are so this is what what he's saying here that a person who nurtures sensitivity to be concealed virtues of other senses that it is worthwhile to love them and reveal those virtues to love God's creations and from that place to bring them close to Torah so the love of Israel can also come from the redemption awareness, Devar Hashem in the end of days. A person who understands that the redemption is contingent upon the love of Israel and the rectification of baseless hatred, tries to love every Jew with all his heart. Once again, it pays to love Jews, for by loving Jews, we will bring Mashiach. This is what's gonna bring Mashiach. The the, the Rebbe said, "Sedaka brings Mashiach, giving to other people brings Mashiach, because it's a love for another. You're thinking about the welfare of another person that you don't even know. You don't even know. Now, today, all these people, like, please help for this cause, help for this cause now with the virtual GoFundMes, and you say, see, I've seen people give one dollar, but they give, they give, they're concerned, they're helping with whatever they can. And so the redemption is contingent on baseless love. Love that is not dependent upon something, not even the holiest thing. And this type of love of Israel is not a mitzvah, it is not dependent upon the Devar Hashem, is Jewish law, for those rigorous in Jewish law can find many reasons and explanations for why, according to Jewish law, the directive to love one fellow Jew does not pertain to a particular individual. Instead, this baseless love is an inner urge that does not come from an ex- external directive, it is also not dependent upon the concealed potential in every Jew. It is love for a Jew with no visible virtues. It's you love because you love because you love because this person is this crazy person in the street is a creation of Hashem. You you're not a hateful person. You know we have enough haters in the world. We don't need that. We need to love. We need to be able to see through, to see through the the, the facade and see that this person is also part of God and when we're able to see this you're able to to be kind and to be loving to other people so so it is also not dependent upon the concealed potential of every Jew it is love for Jew with no visible virtues on the contrary it is not the ability to see the virtues in another person I love this that he says Baseless love is the ability, it's not the ability to see the virtues in another person that evokes love, because yes, to love someone that that is lovable is very easy, but rather it is the love for another person that opens our eyes to see his virtues. It is the love that allows you to see the good in that person. So, baseless love is not even dependent upon the redemption that will come in its wake. A person who loves Jews because of of holy incentive to bring their redemption will not succeed in bringing their redemption by means of this love. So we cannot have a a um, we cannot have a, 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 a reason that we have to look to love other people. Like people cannot make it a mitzvah project. You know, we have to bring Mashiach. So I have to love everybody. No, this is not what he's saying. What he's saying is like regardless we have to love if Messiah comes doesn't come we have to love this is what Hashem is asking of us so the true love of Israel is not dependent upon anything it is founded upon the fact that the heart of Israel is truly one it's just that we're one if one Jew is hurting all the Jewish people are hurting And if one Jew won the lottery and became wealthy and suddenly he has all this money and he can live like a king, we should all be happy for him like if it happened to us. This is what it's talking about and just as i do not need reasons to love myself also we don't need reasons to love each ourselves so i am essentially and absolutely connected to my fellow jews this feeling of being one connected heart is highlighted during the times of trouble which caused us to unite and break down and bear the barriers between us it's very sad but when the jewish people are put to the test when we're given a, a sorrow when we're giving a, a hardship then not, who cares if you are reformed, conservative, ultra-orthodox, orthodox, to the left, to the right? Nobody cares. We are all one. We feel it in our heart. And so, does it is especially during the time of mourning for the temple that we can strengthen our essential love of Israel, and love that is not dependent upon anything, baseless love that will bring the redemption. So, yes, we have to love others because, just because, Eventually, there, th- th- we're gonna get what we're waiting for. But the reason that we love another person is this shouldn't be the reason. There shouldn't be a reason. Uh, this week, there was someone telling me, like, uh, if I do mitzvahs, I can live a long life. Like, there's certain mitzvahs you do that give you long life. And I said, you know what? We don't do mitzvahs for a reason. We don't do this is not the Jew the Jew does mitzvot because this is what the reason the the, the reason he exists this is a raison and for no reason you're in this world you're a Jew and you have to keep the mitzvot that's it should it give me merit is it gonna give me cookie points in the world to come is it gonna give me reward in this world who cares this is not the purpose this is not the reason we should do them leshem Shammayim, just for Hashem. This is the, the intention that we have to put inside of ourselves. We love because leshem Shamin, this is what our Father in Heaven wants from us. It gives him tremendous pleasure to see us taking care of each other. And I tell you something, a secret. I'm giving you a secret for life. When you take care of, the, of, of Hashem's children, when you take care of them, Hashem takes care of you. you can rest assured you can be you know you, he does the, the, the things for you that you would your, your jaw drops that you feel ashamed like I'm so sorry I, I don't want to put God in this in doing these things for me but it's so openly openly revealed but when you do things Hashem Shem for the sake of heaven for Hashem only for Hashem there's no I wanna I'm kind to this person for Hashem because this is Hashem's kid I wanna help Hashem's kid this is for God only for God then Hashem will do for you It, it comes together but the reason you do it shouldn't be for that that's the the whole thing the whole point that the intention should be baseless love with no reason and when we do this, then we will see it towards us too. So I want to wish you a Rosh Koleshtov, a blessed month of, of Av. Uh, after the 9th of Av, on the 15th of Av, we come to the happiest day of the year, which is Tu Be'av, which is uh, our, our love day, is the love day in the Jewish calendar, uh, where it's auspicious to bring couples together and, 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 and get them married. So we see from here that from the biggest pain comes the biggest joy. So I wish you a blessed, blessed month and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.